I'm Cookie Miller and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. This week's episode is sponsored by Cookie Miller Coaching, a holistic online weight loss coaching service that aims to help women who have 30 pounds or more to lose. This program is for the woman who has tried everything and is serious about making a lifestyle change. Visit apply.cookiemiller.com to book your free consultation call. We are enrolling new clients now and space is limited. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Worth the Wait. I am your host, Cookie Miller. And look, y'all, as a coach, I know that I need to continue learning so that I can serve my clients better. But let me tell you, this most recent topic that I'm learning about, oh my gosh, my mind is so blown. So I'm actually learning about hormonal health. And oh my gosh, all I can say is, wow, my mind is blown. There are so many layers to hormonal health, but today I want to specifically focus on cortisol, which is commonly referred to as our stress hormone. So I'm going to break this into a few parts just so that you guys can one, get an understanding of what cortisol is, and then just defining those levels of cortisol deficiency or dominance also known as adrenal fatigue so that's kind of used interchangeably and then symptoms and how to fix it or at least how to begin fixing it now of course I have to let you guys know I am not a medical professional and this is not medical advice so please do seek out more information from your physician um, or of course if you're interested in training with me I will work with your doctor on you know kind of figuring these things out I don't want you guys to take this advice and just go running with it you have to keep in mind that everything is going to be specific to you and maybe like what medications you're currently on and things like that that could be causing some of the symptoms that I'm going to mention so what is cortisol well cortisol's function within our body is to regulate our metabolism and our immune response so we need cortisol and i have to say that because i know that sometimes when i talk about cortisol especially when it's referred to as the stress hormone it kind of seems like something that is very bad but it's not bad it's just that we need it in certain quantities and if it's there if there is too much or too little then we our body will have negative responses so Ideally, our cortisol levels are going to be highest in the morning and then gradually go down and then level out in the afternoon and into the evening. So what makes cortisol bad is when it does not progressively go down and level out or when it's never relatively high to begin with. So that would mean that you don't even have enough cortisol production happening. Now, with that being said, there are kind of like these different stages or phases of stress or cortisol dominance or deficiency that happen, and I'm going to list them in order. So first, you may start out with chronic stress. And then from chronic stress, it'll kind of get a little bit worse and go to chronic fatigue where you're always feeling tired. And then you get to this point of what we have all heard of, which is burnout or adrenal fatigue. So chronic stress would kind of look like if you get up in the morning and you're super stressed, like as soon as you get up, that means your cortisol is probably pretty high and it starts to level out, but it never quite gets low enough. So it's if you're someone who feels 
like you never quite turn off, right? Then that could be a sign that something is going on with your cortisol. If you're having a hard time going to bed, again, that can be another sign of something going on with your cortisol. And that's because if you're still producing cortisol at a very high level into the evening, then it's actually not good for your melatonin, right? So it's not creating an environment where your melatonin can be produced. And we know that melatonin is what helps us to go to sleep. Sometimes we, you know, may use a supplement or if you find that you're becoming very dependent on having a supplement like that, that could be another sign of something going on. And maybe you're in the chronic fatigue um, or chronic stress phase. Um, chronic fatigue is going to look like maybe you wake up and your cortisol is slightly high higher than it should be but it's not too bad but then around noon you completely crash like bam just completely crash and you never quite are able to recover so you're never really able to get your energy levels back up um, and then that third phase is going to be burnout, right? Adrenal fatigue. This is where I say you wake up tired and you go to bed exhausted. So it's like you wake up, you feel like you could have slept, you know, 10 more hours or something. And still, you never quite feel like you are fully rested. So that is going to be the burnout phase. So in addition to kind of like what your day may look like, I want to give you guys some other things to look out for. So if you're experiencing cortisol deficiency, then like I said, that's going to feel like being tired in the morning, even after you get a full night of sleep. If you're someone who's dependent on caffeine, if you're one of those people who says, uh-uh, don't talk to me until I get my coffee, that could be a symptom as well. Um, if you feel like you want to take naps on most days, if you feel, again, Again, like you have that energy crash in the afternoon like I mentioned earlier even cravings for salty or sweet food because you're just looking for something to give you a little bit of energy and usually those sweet foods right the sugar kind of gives you a little bit of that but as we know that's short-lived right it's not going to keep you super full or give you a ton of energy um, another symptom of deficiency would be if you're dizzy when you stand up too fast if you're always feeling stressed if you feel weak if your muscles feel feel weak um, and then the last one would be if you get sick often so if you find that you're someone who's always like having a little cough or a little sniffle or you know something's kind of always going on with you that could be something that something to look out for um, now with cortisol dominant again I have to say that with both of these instances some of the symptoms do overlap and so keep that in mind as well but being overwhelmed by stress, um, carrying extra weight around the midsection. I know a lot of people who struggle with this. So if you're tending to carry weight right in the stomach and you feel like it's very difficult for you to lose weight, there could be something going on with your cortisol there. Um, difficulty falling and staying asleep. Um, waking up between 2 and 4 a.m. I have seen this with a lot of clients who have exhibited cortisol dominance. So they'll tend to wake up right at like 3 a.m. every single night. Um, and that, that can be a sign that something is going on. If you're someone who gets easily distracted or gets angry quickly, if you feel shaky, if you don't eat often, all of these are signs of cortisol dominance. 
Okay, so what can you do if you're like, yes, Cookie, that is me. <laughs> you know, what can you do about it? Well, let me tell you guys, again, I'm still learning about this, but I have to tell y'all that so much of what I'm learning is that there are lifestyle factors that need to be changed. So many of the recommendations have to do with just completely changing your lifestyle. And so what is what does that look like or what does that mean? Well, stress management has been like a major, major thing that has come up. So being able to properly handle your stress, you know, for a lot of people, you're getting ready to go back into the office or you're already back in the office. And so that can even be an added an added layer of stress. So just being sure that, you know, as you transition from working from home to maybe going back into the office, if that's the situation that you're in, to just be sure that you're you're continuing to set your boundaries you know sometimes when people can see you and just come to your office readily you know there there aren't any clear boundaries like there may have been when you were working from home so setting boundaries with that and even if you're someone who is still working from home and maybe you're the person who you know you're working from home and so you're staying up until late at night you know trying to get these reports done or trying to get work done limiting those types of things is going to help with your stress even my clients with kids you know i tell them you got to have mommy time it has there has to be mommy time because if mommy is not good nobody else can be good so if you need to figure out a way to just make sure that you have a little bit of time each evening or maybe even in the morning I have a client who started having morning me time and we put that on her calendar and it's like, you know, every morning she'll get up before she has to get the kids up, before she has to do anything, just so she has time to have to herself, whether that's to write in her devotional or whatever. So something that's going to help you with your stress management. Um, something that I do is meditation. Oh my gosh. So, so good. If you can get into some good meditations, there are some great free ones on YouTube. I personally use the Deepak. Chopra app um, and so I will link that in the description of this podcast in case you guys want to check it out um, but it is paid but you can find a ton of different ways to just kind of have some stress management yoga you know things that are just a lot more chill even breathing exercises so many different things that you can try to do to limit your stress um, another part of stress management is limiting the amount of intense exercise you're doing. If you're someone who's struggling with a cortisol issue um, and it's cortisol dominance, especially the last thing that you want to do is start to continually raise your heart rate. So this is where a lot of clients will fight with me. Like I am not going to stop doing cardio, right? Like people really love cardio and like to really get into it. And I do too. But when your body is already feeling so stressed and so overworked, your body isn't able to perceive the differences in the stress it's only able to to know that there is stress and when it has when that stress happens it releases cortisol and so again if you're already struggling um you know maybe if you don't have enough cortisol then first of all it's probably very difficult for you to even bring yourself to do that but if you have you know cortisol dominance especially you don't want to continue to raise that you're just going to continue to have the sleep problems and all the different um symptoms that i mentioned earlier so instead of doing super, super intense cardio, you want to focus on weight lifting, weight training. If you don't have weights, you want to focus on like body weight 
movements, you know, squats, push-ups, things like that, um, versus like super, super high intensity workouts. And this isn't forever. It's just until you're able to get your cortisol under control. Um, the other changes that you want to make are going to be with diet. Oh my goodness. Diet changes are going to be so important. So decreasing your caffeine intake earlier, I mentioned, you know, if you're the person who's like, don't talk to me until I have my coffee, this might be pretty hard for you to do. But if you can decrease that caffeine intake, if you can keep it to like one cup a day. And I mean, listen to all my Starbucks (laughs) <laughs> my Starbucks people out there. I'm not talking about a venti. Okay, one small or tall, like eight ounce coffee per day is what you ideally want to get to or just no caffeine at all if you can. Again, if you're having these adrenal fatigue issues, then that's something that you want to limit. Um, Eating whole and unprocessed foods, whole and unprocessed foods. That means not going out to eat as much, preparing more of your food at home or using a meal prep service that you know and trust that uses natural, you know, ingredients and prepares food fresh then that can be something that you do, but you wanna try to stay away from eating a ton of processed and especially refined carbs and sugars and things like that. Another thing that could be helpful is to eat every three to four hours. So think about it like eating from seven to 9 a.m. and then maybe having a snack between nine and 11 a.m., having your lunch between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., and then having like another snack between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., and then having dinner somewhere between like, 5 to 7 p.m. Um, These are not set in stone, but these are just guidelines of like how often you want to try to eat. And my last tip is going to be trying to eat within an hour and a half of waking up. I know a lot of people are practicing intermittent fasting, and that's something that I'd love to do another podcast on. So let me know if you guys want to hear about that. But if you are going to do IF, especially if you have cortisol issues, I would recommend that you stick to a 12-12 split schedule where you're doing, you know, maybe from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. is your eating window versus what we typically see, which is an eight hour eating window of like, let's say 12 p.m. to eight. Um, Because if you're having issues with your cortisol levels, then not eating, you know, when you wake up to try to just regulate your blood sugar and everything may not be the best answer. So again, everyone is totally different, but I hope that you guys at least now know what the cortisol function is in the body and how stress can actually impact your weight loss journey, but also what you can do about it. Now you have the tools, you have the information. So I hope that you feel empowered by this. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Worth the Wait. If this episode or any of our episodes have helped you, please consider leaving us a review. You can take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. We are at Worth the Wait Podcast on IG. You can also tag me at Cookie Miller and we will be sure to repost your screenshots. And then if you have a review, please, please, please leave that for us as well. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.